forever. Dog. When your first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with us. Our number is 213-536-9180. Our email is sloppysecondspod at gmail.com. And now on with the show. Oh, my God. Are you ready for some sloppy seconds, you stupid little sloppy fucks, you nasty little sloppy little fucks, you nasty? Hi, I'm Meatball. And I'm Big Dipper. And welcome back to Sloppy Seconds with Big Dipper and Meatball. How's it going? Did you have a nice weekend? I had... I mean, this is going to sound bad, but Michael had to go to work on a set in San Francisco for a week. So I had five days alone in the house, which was lovely and terrifying. So you're uh, you're in full sloppy mode. No, I actually was like cleaning and I was like excited to like. It's weird. It was like I was sad that he was gone, but I was excited that I had no one around me for a long time because I've yeah, just, been, it's just been one on one for so long. And so I like was able to do a bunch of stuff and just I don't know. It was nice. Do you, I'm happy you have, do you have an update for all, uh, everyone about your cat? Oh, about yeah. De- <laughs> I, I turned into a crazy cat person for a minute where all I would talk about was her. And now I'm like, I can't be that person. But she's doing great. She's learned to poop in her things. She kind of runs the downstairs of the house. Uh? So she's like not afraid to be anywhere down there. Um, and she's learning about outside sounds. Now, I will tell you that I thought she fell out of a window yesterday. And I, <laughs> did, I did go looking for her for about three hours outside, like walking up and down the street, dinging her food dish, being like, Debbie. You're kidding. Debbie, what? like in a mask. I thought, okay, so we have these old ass French windows. And one of the screens was like kind of, I walked up and tapped it and it swung open. And I was like, oh, Debbie's been crawling on these screens. And then my brain went, Debbie's outside. So I thought she was outside, but it turns out she may not have been. We'll oh. never know. Because I left the door. What do you mean? Do- it turns out she may not have been because. Well, because I was dinging the food all through the house and that normally gets her to come out. But she wasn't answering. So I went outside because the screen was open and it like looked like she she could easily jump out and just be outside. So I went outside right. looking for her. Then after three hours, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put food in the front door. Three hours? Three hours of like screaming, crying, looking for my cat. My life was in total shambles. Um, And Michael wasn't home yet. So then I just left the front door open and put the food there. And I went to the kitchen and like was doing stuff and kept checking on the door. And then all of a sudden she was just in the doorway eating the food. So she could have been inside and gone to the food or she could have been outside. We will never know. But the screens are now on lockdown. Anyway, so she was either inside or outside. We'll never know. And um, I've locked all the screens. She stopped pooping everywhere. She's a nice, normal cat. Get your kitty from Lux Paws in this quarantine. Because <laughs> they're yeah. cute as a button and they are they can't keep them in um, shelters right now. Oh. So everyone is just like fostering kittens. So there's like people with like five or six little foster kittens. And why can't they keep them in the shelter? I think because it's just like a health hazard to have that many people. I mean, I don't really know. That's just what I was told. I mean, it's always good to foster an animal. Yeah. Good for you. And she's so cute. Are you having like cuddle times with her? Yes. She feel connected to her. Yes. Anytime I'm like seated for a long period of time, she'll like come up and sit next to me. But then the minute oh, I, I move, that. she bolts away like I am going to get her. <laughs> oh, so she's got to come to you. So she's very much like you in that playing hard to get, but it all has to be on her own terms. Yes. 
We're also gonna okay. we're also just gonna like put catwalks and stuff throughout every room in the house because I was like, get her off the floor. I don't care. She needs to get off the floor. <laughs> She's in my way all the time. She's kicking around my feet. She can watch oh me from God. above. I don't give a fuck. All right. Well, um, I want to talk about the uh, Carbonara Challenge of 2020. Yeah, baby. <laughs> So uh, we challenged one another. Oh, my God. You actually have it right I now. just made it. Oh, okay. So you made your you made your pasta a few days ago. Yes. And then you made it to eat on the show. I made mine last night. Yes. Okay. So tell me. Well, I broke my pasta machine while doing this. <laughs> okay. I don't understand. But, I mean, I, I've made carbonara before. This is probably the best one I've made because I actually followed the instructions. It's a tricky... Okay, so it's an interesting thing because carbonara has, in my mind, always been something creamy, but there's actually no cream. Like no. It's like egg, cheese, maybe a little bit of the pasta water, and then like the fat from the pork mm-hmm. that weirdly congeals almost immediately once you add it all together yeah. and then you go from like some weird disparate nothing to all of a sudden you're like oh this is a full meal and what's fun about it is that like it feels kind of dirty because it like the pasta is cooking it like you're not cooking the sauce and the eggs together right. as you're stirring it the heat from the pasta cooks the eggs it's delicious not it feels kind of dirty well i like foods where you're like is it raw is it not raw Ooh. <laughs> so you've made pasta before meaning you have yes. this pasta maker how did you break it um because i was ma- i was rolling the pasta so thin to make sure that it was like perfect that mm. it was actually going up under it was sticking to like the wheel and going Got up it. under and then creating a jam inside the machine it's so, like every time I tried to print something at my dad's office in high school. Yeah, it's ba- it was getting a printer <laughs> jam. And so then I was like wheeling it out backwards and I bent one of the rods. I was like, Jesus Christ. So oh then, yeah, so I just had to like finish it out with hand. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to eat in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. When my fridge is stocked with Factor meals, I'm like... Oh, baby, I don't have to think about this. Mm-hmm. Like, it is so nice. The combinations are so good. I am a meat eater, but the vegetable options, there are so many. Like, I remember I had like a, it was like a mushroom with pasta and like a cauliflower rice. And I was like, the mushroom is filling. Like, there's plenty of uh, portion, there's plenty of vegetable, and there's plenty of flavor. And I am usually sort of not a microwave person. Mm-hmm. Very cool that this quality of food can just be heated up in the microwave. And so fast. I also love it because I am a, a very much into ordering delivery. I and know. now having all the food there, I can kind of make, pick what I want and it's ready in two minutes. I don't have to wait an hour for stuff to get delivered. And these are way healthier options than ordering delivery. Completely. And when they have multiple things in them, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, if I cook for myself, all I'm going to eat is the biggest bowl of pasta you've ever seen in your life. But this oh, is yeah. like, you get a little pasta and the chicken and a vegetable all in one dish. Looking for gourmet meals try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon shrimp truffle butter 
broccolini, and asparagus. And Factor Meals eliminate the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. All you gotta do is heat up and savor the good stuff. Customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need. Pause to reschedule deliveries that suit your lifestyle. And we're celebrating Earth Day all month long with Factor. Look out for the Earth Month Eats badge on the menu items for their lowest carbon footprint meals. Head to factormeals.com slash sloppyseconds50 and use code sloppysecconds50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code sloppysecconds50 at factormeals.com slash sloppysecconds50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's a sleigh, baby. Well, uh, my roommate has uh, celiacs, and he was excited for me to talk about this for celiac awareness. Yes. Uh, But he is, like, very, very allergic to flour. And I had never made pasta before, but I assumed it was going to be messy and flour everywhere. And so I was like, oh, this will essentially be me, like, sprinkling poison all over the kitchen that we share together. So I went, a friend of mine, I'm helping a friend of mine move uh, because they're stuck out of town. And so I have keys to their place. And uh, uh, I happened to have to go over there last night. So I was able to do it last night. And I like literally brought three tote bags. I brought a cutting board, pots and pans, a knife, all of that. I brought so much because we've packed up their apartment. So they have nothing at the kitchen except the kitchen. So I brought everything over there and I couldn't find a rolling pin. So I used the Pellegrino bottle. I've rolled out all the pasta by hand with the Pellegrino bottle. And then I, I sliced it up. And I feel like mine was a serve. Yours I like looked really, really creamy. And the way you <laughs> cut your pasta, like it looked, I think that I rolled mine too thin because last night and Michael ate the pasta. He can't have the carbonara because vegan, but he ate the pasta with pasta sauce. And he was like, it's good. It's just really like, it was very thin. And it could break what apart is... very easily. Oh, okay. No, so the first, I did a test batch of the pasta, and it was too, a little too thick. So I spent more time rolling it with that Pellegrino bottle. Wait, can we talk about how long it takes to knead that pasta dough until it's a smooth ball? I was kneading for like, I kneaded for 10 minutes, and then it wasn't done, and I was like, I'm taking a break, and kneaded for 10 more minutes. It took 20 minutes. It also minutes. feels like it will never happen. No, you're I like was like, doing it, and worse. you're like, this is a pile of shredded floury <laughs> egg mess like it doesn't make any sense we yeah. would have a horror if we ever had a cooking show it would, it be, would be a mess well yeah. it would be about who could try to keep the station cleaner because i it took me like all day to get the fucking girl and then flour cleaning off up the, the dough counter. yeah yes. and the dough it dries like a little fucking cement ball anywhere it's on girl girl so yeah I mean, but we're I gonna was post proud. pictures uh, and like little videos on the. I I took a bunch of like Instagram stories while I was doing it. So when this episode is out up on my Instagram, I'm gonna have some some stories. Here's one thing I will say: uh-huh. I did get my supplies at Trader Joe's. Yeah, oh, because they had the pancetta. So did you? Get they the have, but it's like pre-prepared pancetta. It's like all in these tiny little little uh. cubes. I wanted to go to a butcher shop, but I had already gone to Trader Joe's, and I was like, I don't need to be going to another Which Trader store. Joe's? If you were at the Silver Lake one, there's a butcher shop literally in, in the parking lot. Oh. Uh, the and then what is the other meats. What is the other meat 
that isn't pancetta. It starts with pancetta a G. and guanciale. 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 I want to do it again with that. Well, I think guan- I think guanciale is just like uh, saltier, gamier. Guanciale. Guanciale. Here's why, though. Here's what I'll say is that the recipe, like, I would like bigger chunks of meat and I would like the fat. Like, I would like, because with the little pancetta that comes in the package of Trader Joe's, it's, it's sort small. of like, it's a too tiny. And I need it. It's a too tiny. I need it. <laughs> I need bigger chunks. I need the bigger chunks that are uh, crispier. I didn't make mine crispy enough. Also, yeah. did you use Pecorino Romano or did you use uh, Parmesan? You were like, I think I used like whatever. Wait, what? Did, what, what does that mean? <laughs> it's like Romano Parmesan, like whatever. I get there was so much cheese and like the, the honestly, what it was. You just was, grabbed a hard triangle. No, 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 no! I didn't even do that. I got one that was pre-shaved in the tub. Oh. I didn't even shave my own cheese. I did, it, I grab I. Mm. <laughs> I graded it. Okay. Well, anyway, you know what? Listen. This conversation is grating on my nerves. Let's move on. Uh, speaking of which, I was FaceTiming with my parents yesterday, and I was talking about something, and I watched their eyes completely glaze over while I was talking to them. Ain't and I was that like, a bitch? <laughs> I was like, we are on FaceTime. Am I not? You birthed me. You have love for me, and I I bore you. Was it something about work? Because I think that when <laughs> I talk about not, I'm not coming for you, Ma. But when I Come talk about Come what I'm doing, like work wise, and it's so far, like talking about drag to my parents is so far out of the realm of what they understand that yeah. it's just like they don't care. Like when I was like, I have a makeup palette coming out. Nothing. They were like, Okay, nothing. what is that good or what is it? Like. Yeah, it was it was like a slightly logistical conversation. And so I think for them, they were like, well, this doesn't actually apply to us at all. So we don't. Pa- yeah. Parents only want to hear when you've made a lot of money, when you're Tea. when you've like got an award for something or or like if there's a news article about you that they can share. Oh, I would say mine are always like, how's your emotional state? And when are you giving us grandbabies? And uh... I'm like, horrible and never. My parents don't ask about my emotional state. <laughs> Because they know they've contributed to it being bad. Yeah, I think. Hey, did you watch the trauma. VMAs at all? No, but I watched the a clips? bunch of clips of Lady Gaga wearing all yeah, the Chloe and Hallie, baby. Chloe and Hallie Barry. are. I wrote this. I wrote this on the outline. They are making me. Oh no, maybe I wrote this on Twitter. No, you you wrote it. Oh no, you no. But what I, my thought about them is they. I have faith in the up and coming generation because of Chloe and Hallie. Yeah, they're like creating a whole new genre of music. It's so good. It's like it's like ethereal and creative and artistic, but also like clubby and thoughty. And it's, it's always like, strange to see them perform because like they perform that crazy ethereal music, but one of them's just like playing a guitar randomly one time and you're like, I didn't even know there was a guitar in this song. Girl, and the older sister is Hallie, right? She's like a year older, no, a couple I think years the older. Older sister is Chloe. Isn't Hallie the one that's uh gonna be Ariel and Little Mermaid? Let's look it up. Ooh, now that's a good riff. Uh, when I- <laughs> And then um, 
What's the song where they go, ah, that's some other oh, song. Oh, yeah, right? that's that's a rock song. That's a rock yeah. and roll song. Okay, Chloe, the older sister is Chloe. Is Chloe. Yeah. She's 22, and Hallie, yeah, so Hallie was going to be going to be Ariel. Chloe goes Girl. off. She's like... <sighs> She's Chloe funny in dance. interviews. She can dance. She can move. I was like, why are you not Ariel? Girl, because I think she's a little too old. She's like 22 now. And they probably want out. her to she be 18. Uh, the ponytail on Chloe. Oh, honey. On the VMAs, it was a ponytail into a metal circle, into more ponytail, into a metal circle, into more ponytail. At one point, I thought it, w- it was like carabiner clipped into her outfit. She looked, I love that people are like the concept of hair now doesn't exist. It can be metal links, like girl Cardi it B's was a wig and WAP, where it was just the chain of hair. It was a sleigh for me. I, okay, but let's Mom. talk about was now. Do we believe that Lady Gaga was actually singing behind that mask? And if so, okay. what's the science? Because how is it getting on her face but off her face enough for her to make vocal sounds that aren't muffled? I actually think the mask sort of rested away from her face. Uh-huh. But I have a theory because in the Gaga performance, remember, she does the opening bit. Mm-hmm. She changes she's she changes twice. She's in three outfits. Yes. So and they couldn't do they're not quick changes. So it was sort of like each performance looks like it was filmed for live, but to tape. Yeah. You know, they, like, shoot it like a live thing. No, yeah, absolutely it was, like, cut together. But, so my thought is, because of the mask, they could have recorded vocals that they were lip-syncing to that were special live vocals for the VMAs. Which I'm, you know, I'm totally fine with that. I do not care, because they put on a good show. They put on a great show. And Doja Cat put on a great show, too. Her creative team is stepping it up. Yes. Like well, I... I didn't watch her whole thing, but the clip I saw was just her in, like, a nude bodysuit and, like, two backup dancers. She had six, but go off. That, well, okay, well, I'm saying the clip I saw, there was on too, and I said, sis, <laughs> we're in a quarantine, and that's not going to do for me. You better be dancing around in a pool of water or something. No, her, her, the digital, the art direction of her performance was kind of slight, and she looked amazing, like, and she turned a performance. I would love, at some point in my life, to have the opportunity to perform with that much of a team behind it and like really turn it because I I think people get a lot of credit and it's well-deserved because you're on like a national stage and millions of people watch and there's pressure and there's a lot of people riding it. You know, it's like you got to do all the things, but I'm like, I put on a really dope show, like in someone's living room, in a backyard, like whatever. I mean, like, yeah. imagine having the resources to like fully to execute scale up like that. Ooh, uh, it would be a slay. You would have so many background dancers. All right, I love background dancers. Well, while we imagine what your show would be, why don't we go for a break? show would just be um a bunch <laughs> of bears fucking um i have had this idea of i once came across a porno that had um big inflatable pool toys there's a guy who's a dancing bear 
mm-hmm. named J Mo Bear on Instagram, and he dances in a speedo, and he sometimes go go dances. But he's like, there was a video of him dancing in front of a pool to a Justin Timberlake song that yes. went really viral. Yeah. If you dig back into what he's got out on the internet, publicly, publicly, he makes porno videos where he humps pool toys. So he'll be like naked jerking off on like an inflated pool raft or like um, he'll like uh, like there's one of him like riding this big. It was my phone background for a while. Him riding like a big inflated fox that you can like straddle. Like it looks like almost like an like 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 a horse, but it was like a like a fox shape, whatever. But he's like riding it in some garage somewhere naked. And I had a video concept of getting like 12 of those and putting them out in like a field and having a bunch of bear dudes like in thongs riding them and doing like drone shots of like this big like rolling field your face you look like my parents when i'm talking just glazed over don't you think that would be amazing like big fat dudes riding inflatable pool toys in a field i did have you ever jerked off to one of his videos no oh, okay then yeah it's that not- seems great that's Inflatables like, are not for me because I don't like the idea of a pop. And that's the tea on that. Now, on Tuesdays, we answer questions <laughs> and give advice or hear about how sloppy you are. Send us an email at sloppysecondspod at gmail.com and we will read it next Tuesday. Let's do okay. this, y'all. I'm going to read this and you can stop it anytime you have a question like okay. we did last week. We, this is our investigative journalism. <laughs> Ah! Hola, Big Dipper and Meatball from Puerto Rico. Longtime listener here and a wicked stan. Here's a funny and scary little story of my first hookup on Grindr. So one day I decided to download Grindr, and the very first night of using it, a faceless torso hits me up. Me, being thirsty and horny, replied. We went straight to the sex talk, and I liked how he seduced me through texts. I was really horny at that point. He never showed me a Facebook during the whole convo, so what did I do? Agreed to meet up with him at 1.30 in the morning the same day. During this time, I was watching my all-time favorite murder series, Dexter. I had all of the episodes fresh in my memory, and this is where the encounter takes a shift. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's your first time on Grinder, Right. You meet a faceless torso. So yeah. am I to believe that this person doesn't understand how Grinder works or fully understands that, like, that means that that person is not real? And also, would you meet up with someone at 1.30 in the morning, like a faceless body? I mean, I have, so I guess I can't really. I know. That's but the I problem. Knew the, like... But I knew the risk. It was a calculated risk. When you say the things out loud, you're like, that doesn't make any sense. But it's like, we've all done it. Yeah, okay. I guess I'm I'm back in. Okay. The guy arrived at my house at almost 2 a.m. in a Ford Escape. Tinted windows and barely any streetlights around. The moment I saw him, (laughs) the moment I saw him pull up, I instantly got nervous. When I looked at the car, I thought to myself, hold up. That's Dexter's same SUV. My mind at that point was blaring a red alert, but I got in his car anyways. He was cute, had the most sexiest voice, 
But he was very ominous when I got inside the car. The moment I closed the door, he floored it. Trying to play it cool, I made some small talk. He would not look at me. He was very serious the whole ride, and he said he was taking me to a secluded motel where, quote, barely anyone goes. Girl. I was shaking in my boots. Terrified. He reaches to the back seat, and I notice a huge questionable duffel bag he was grabbing something from it now i was mortified i was playing the dexter episodes in my mind how that bag contains the murder kit and i was starting to sweat cold i began to accept the fact that i might end up on dateline what just get out wait okay okay wouldn't what would you do i mean i guess we've all been in this situation and we just stay we all stay we all stay. What's crazy to me is that he floored it the moment you got in the car. <laughs> and That's then hot. Just like Real. peeling out of yeah. yeah all right. like, I'm going to take you to murder you. We arrived to this motel that was deep inside a small mountain. Oh my God. Any thoughts on deep inside a small mountain? I don't know what that means. What does that mean? (laughs) When we drove up to our room, he pushes me back to my seat with such a force and says with the most serious tone, don't get out. I'll let you know when. He gets out and suspiciously looks around outside, then closes the garage door loudly. Maybe he means car door. I don't know. Wait, that's where my. Are you at a motel or at his house? What? Or a garage or a mountain? We're in a garage in a mountain at a hotel. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's um garage mountain hotel. That's where my mind. Uh, uh, that's where my mind made up the whole murder scenario like Dexter. Plastic covers, duct tape, chloroform, the whole shtick. I was looking for something to attack him if he came to that but found nothing in the car. Scared, I got to the room and quickly texted a friend the location of where I was in a garage in a mountain. And if I didn't answer by a predetermined hour to call the police, I was prepared to attack him in any way possible. I honestly felt like I was a gay Dexter in a gay Dexter episode and was ready to fight for my life. Okay. Girl. Girl. Did you watch Dexter ever? I did watch Dexter and this is really ringing some bells, but also who am I to judge this person? Because I like got into a car with a man who did drive me into a garage and like closed the door. Really? Yeah. He made me oh, lay wait. my seat all the way down so that his neighbors wouldn't see me. I, and in that moment, I was like, that's you, really weird. You told the story. It was like, yeah. lay down. I'm going to drive you into the garage. That is so funny. Okay. Here's the end of the story. <laughs> Turns out I didn't get murdered. Yeah, baby. But I, <laughs> but I did get impaled by his dick. We had the most amazing sex and he even paid for food after we were done. Can you imagine ordering Uber Eats to the garage inside the mountain? Yeah. From that moment on, I decided to never hook up with a faceless torso. Murders by Grinder Meats is a real thing. Okay. And I was dead ass fearing for my life. Stay safe on that app and try to get as much info off the person who you're fucking. I'm looking at your way, Dipper. Okay. That's Thank the you. team, uh. With love, six foot five bottom. Wait. Okay. <laughs> I guess he didn't actually ever fear, feel any, like, actual fear or anything, or else he wouldn't have stayed. What? I do think he felt some fear because he said he was literally figuring out what will I do. I I have done that before, which, again, feels psychotic, but I have done it before where in my head I'm going, 
okay, if this goes south, I can grab, you know, this potted plant and smash someone's head and then whatever. Yeah. Also, this sounds like a, a great like story, but there was no there was no explanation as to like what happened after he was like, stay in the car. Don't move until I come out. Like, why? Why did he do that? What was he doing in that room? I would have been like, what'd you go up in there for? Maybe why, why am I fluffing, only fluffing the sheets, checking the sheets, setting up a camera, checking the sheets, checking them for old cum. Because they are in the mountains in the at a hotel. They are in that garage mountain hotel. Well, I really appreciated that story. That was a that was a good one for me. It was okay for that's an okay for me. <laughs> Wait, what were we saying we were gonna do? Is it trash or smash? Trash or smash? That's a smash for me. That's a smash for me. Only be- Wait. Yeah, I mean. No, that was a trash story. Ah, no! (laughs) So detailed and good. I liked it. All right. Well, what a fun episode. Thank you all so much for listening to Sloppy Second. You can follow us on Instagram at Sloppy Pod, where we'll be posting the pictures of our Carbonara. Oh, my God. Carbonara. Carbonara. You know what I mean? You know what? I was thinking, I was like, maybe I'll do another Idina Menzel song, like, Let It Go. But even that one isn't even as fun because it's just like, let it go. Like, she just, she doesn't do riffs anymore. I know. Is there a riff? Is there an actual riff in The Little Mermaid? I want to be. Well, we'll see. We'll see what Hallie does. Let's hear it. You want to be what? I mean, I know there's a riff in the Jessica Simpsons. I want to be where the people are. Have you heard that one? No, but I want to hear you. I, I, you know what? I will come back to you on the Friday episode with that. Okay. Give them something to listen for. Okay, for. sounds good. I'll open the episode with that. All right. All right. Good. Goodbye. No, that wasn't <laughs> it. Doodle doo forever. No. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media. Mom! Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Mixed and mastered by William Pitt. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Our artwork is drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey.